Today on episode number 806 of the School of Podcasting, you will hear a phenomenal, because of my podcast story, you will get a small update on the saga that is the Tascam Mixcast 4, and my sister-in-law and my cousin's wife love holiday movies, especially those on the Hallmark Channel, and when I started to poke fun at them, my sister-in-law said, hey, hey, hey. And the next thing she said out of her mouth is the lesson I want to share with you today. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan, launch, and grow your podcast. My website is is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER when you sign up for either a monthly or yearly subscription. And when I heard this story, I was like, you've got to please record that and send it in. It is a great because of my podcast story. Now, if you have one of these, and it doesn't have to be huge. This one's pretty huge. But anything that you could say, hey, because of my podcast, I was able to do blank I would love to hear it. Go out to schoolofpodcasting.com. This is from Effie Parks. She does the Once Upon a Gene podcast. And wait till you hear what happened because of her podcast. Hi, Dave. Effie Parks here, host of the Once Upon a Gene podcast. My son was born with a rare disease, and I felt completely isolated. I created the podcast to find other parents who are raising a kid with a rare disease. It's full of resources and personal stories from families who are navigating this unique lifestyle. I'm here to share a Because of My Podcast story. Because of my podcast, ah, let me count the ways. Seriously, but for now, I'm just going to tell you about the latest one. The show just won an award, Dave. An award-winning podcast. Wild to say and even think this would be a thing when I started the show two years ago, out of desperation. We Go Health and Health Union have a yearly ceremony where they honor digital advocates in the health industry. Your show first has to be nominated, then endorsed or voted on by the public for about a month, and then you're taken to a finalist round and ultimately chosen by a panel of judges. 15,000 total nominations, and there's 16 winners. When I watched the announcement ceremony online, I burst into tears. I didn't expect to win, obviously, but I also didn't expect to feel that much gratitude that the work I was doing was being recognized and making such an impact. That's not all. They flew us, all of the winners in our categories, to Boston, gave us a $3,000 ticket to the world's largest health conference, paid for three nights in a gorgeous hotel on the water, interviewed us with fancy cameras and lights, fed us lunch every day, and also held a formal ceremony at the conference with a huge stage and big screens and everything in the middle of the room at this massive event. I got to meet a woman who became a close personal friend to me online because we're both raising kids of rare disease. I got to meet her in person. I met other beautiful advocates and was just so honored to be in their presence. The team itself who put on the event were there every step of the way, and they were so genuine and passionate. It was like a love fest, 
And I felt so incredibly lucky and special. I also made a lot of great connections that perhaps I will share later on a Because of My Podcast segment. Thanks for being such a champion for podcasters, Dave, and for always coming at it with a realness and heart. So again, my name's Effie Parks, host of the Once Upon a Gene podcast. If you're a caregiver or you know someone raising a medically complex kid, please find me at onceuponagene.com. Onceuponagene.com. Check her out. What a great story. Isn't that amazing? I love the fact that she's like, when I started this thing two years ago, I had no idea that any of this was going to happen. What an amazing story. And again, if you want to send in your Because of My Podcast story, I would love to hear it. Just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Speaking of the end of the year, you have till I believe it is next Friday. Yes. December 24th, 2021. The question of the month, this is something I do every year at the end of the year, and that is, what is your favorite podcast? What's their website? That'd be so cool if you could provide that. Tell us a little bit about it. And then the one we want you to just riff on, just go crazy on, is why. Why is it your favorite? And I've I've got a few people that have already submitted theirs, some really good answers. I love it, and I want to hear your answer. Just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. That's really where I know. I know earlier I said schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. For this thing, I need you to go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash question. I've got a, you can record it right there or you can upload an answer if you previously recorded it. And again, I need it by December 24th, 2021. What's your favorite podcast and why? All right. It's time to talk about what podcasters can learn from Hallmark movies. And I know you're like, wait, what? All right. I'm not, no, trust me. Stay here. There's some valuable lessons, especially if you're a person that does not look like a middle-aged white dude. There's some really cool stuff. But if you've never watched a Hallmark movie, for the record, I hated these things. I really did. Didn't get it. My sister-in-law loves these. And over the last couple of years, I cannot stop watching them. And so here's the fun thing. Let's just talk about them. Just I'm going to breeze through this. Number one, somebody had I, I will laugh so hard and it sounds bad when I say this. I laugh so hard when I hear somebody say my parents are dead in a Hallmark movie. Why? Because everybody has dead parents. I don't know what happened. Apparently, nobody knows how to drive because everybody's parents were killed when they were little. It's just anyway. Then you add child actors who cannot act their way out of a, a paper bag. And that means that they're probably going to over enunciate everything they say. And if they're really bad, there'll be a lot of oboe music. Oh, I don't know. Is it time for Santa? And you just want to punch him in the face. Not that I would ever like encourage violence towards child actors who can't act their way out of a paper bag. I'm just saying it's frustrating. That's what I'm saying here. Not violence because it's Christmas. Well, not violence because you don't want violence any day. I'm just saying they're frustrating. Uh, Often there's some sort of secret. It's a secret. And it's usually in reality, not a, a huge secret. It's something like I farted in church when I was six. 
but yet it's treated like it's some sort of life-changing event. And you're like, wait, why? Why are we hiding the secret? There's some sort of hurdle. Now, this is part of the hero's journey, right? This is good storytelling. You need a hurdle, except every single one, Christmas is canceled. I mean, that's just a given that Christmas, but it's going to be some sort of home or old theater or old cabin or old tree farm. Something old is about to get ruined by somebody who is the Scrooge of the city. That's always in there. This is usually followed by sad piano music that leads to a commercial. And I'm not sure why this one exists, but there's going to be a prince in some cases, some sort of royalty. Why is there a prince? Why not? It's a Hallmark movie. And often the prince or princess trades places with a person who is, well, not a, a royalty. You're not a royal, but oh, papa, I will try anyway. Um, then this is always the other one. Some former TV star from a sitcom that you watched when you were younger makes an appearance. What, what, what? So all this, and you're like, Allison from Days of Our Lives and The Biggest Loser. What have you been up to? Why is she in this movie? It's kind of weird. Holy cow, is that Flo from Alice? You know, Joey Lawrence, what he, what is, it's just, it goes on. But there's always one person that you recognize and a whole bunch of people that you don't. And then speaking of acting, there's lots, and I mean lots of bad acting. Especially when the secret, the big secret is revealed, it's like, how dare you? You know, it's just, it's way over the top. Somebody's going for that Oscar or Emmy or whatever you get. You know, it's always weird. Then if you pick up something, I just saw this one in the in the last one. If you pick up something in act one of the show, like, oh my gosh, my grandfather had an ornament just like this. I'm here to tell you that ornament is coming back as a special gift in act three. That's just a given. And every good story has a transformation. And this is where the big thing comes in. The whatever the town is. It's, it's some small town, usually in Vermont or something like that. And who everybody else in the town is completely bland looking, except you have these two super hot people. And, uh, yeah, they, they are absolutely single. Or if they're not single, the person they're with is really, really wrong for them and just doesn't get them like I do. And the other thing is these two people are going to hate each other. And so that's often where the transformation comes into play. It's like, wait, you want me to take a train to Vermont with Jack? Jack? I can't do this with Jack. And of course it's a train because everybody takes trains. Unless, like, if you're in New York, okay, I, I don't know anybody in Ohio that's ever taken a train. Then, of course, there will be a montage where you have some sort of, not like a really cool Christmas song, it's some sort of like you know, bopping around the Christmas tree because they can't afford the rights to play rocking around the Christmas tree. By the way, that's one of the worst Christmas songs ever. I could go on. I could go on and on. Let's get to the lessons, Dave. And that is, I we, we announced that uh, we're going to watch a Christmas movie on Thanksgiving. It's me, my sister-in-law, my cousin's wife, and then me, my brother, and my cousin. So, and I start to do what I just did was explain why, how these are so hokey. And my cousin-in-law, I guess that would be the right term. My cousin-in-law announced, you see, he's like, look, hold on, hold on. And I'm like, what? She goes with a Hallmark movie. I know exactly what I'm going to get. I don't have to worry about nudity. I don't have to worry about swear words. Uh, everything works out in the end. I'm going to feel good at the end. I don't have to worry about a Hallmark movie. 
And I went, huh, I got to write that down for a podcast. And what's weird about this, here's another lesson. You can't win when it comes to your format. And what I mean by this is some people watch Hallmark movies because they never change. It's the same movie with different actors. It really is. And they all end the same way. And they're like, wait, what? You thought the same thing? Oh, my gosh. I've never felt it. Okay. Uh, So some people watch them because that's exactly what they want. Other people, even if they liked them before, will stop watching Hallmark movies because they never change. So on one hand, you'll build an audience because you never change. And at the same time, you will lose part of your audience because you never change. And I say that to let you understand that you you just can't win all the time. And you kind of got to be okay with that. And that's hard because we want everyone to like us. Another lesson, and I'm going to paint with a very wide brush here. So give me a little leeway. I could be wrong, but I think Hallmark movies are intended a little more for a female audience than maybe a male audience. And one of the things I noticed is the commercials match that demographic. Many of the commercials make you want to cry. There was one where the story of the commercial was this old guy had a new and used book uh, and it, it a store and it burned down. And this little girl goes around and gathers books to keep Sam's new and used books in in business. And it's a very touching thing. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to see that in the middle of the football game in between erectile dysfunction commercials and beer commercials, even though the product is definitely could be pitched to men. It was a Toyota commercial, but the instead of like Toyota tough truck, it was this touching Sam's books has burned down kind of commercial. So they geared the commercial definitely towards the demographic. And I was like, that's something that we can learn from. And so I want to bring up some points here. When do you tweak things with your podcast? And I'm going to talk about that. Some ways that you might want to tweak something you might want to go back and look at, but when do you not mess with your format? Think about that a second. When would you never mess with your format? When it works, when your audience is happy When however you're measuring your success, whether that be downloads or sales or exposure, whatever the reason you're starting a podcast, because it's not always about money. Award-winning podcaster Effie Parks did not start her podcast to make money. Keep that in mind. So however you're measuring your success, if your success is getting bigger and bigger, then don't tweak your format. It's working. There's a reason the uh, KFC, you know, the the famous Colonel Sanders chicken, it's 11 herbs and spices, and that has not changed. Now, they did try extra crispy. They tweaked it a little, but it's still the same 11 herbs and spices. Why? Because it works. That's good stuff. That's when you don't change. Think about it. ACDC, the band ACDC, I think they were named because that's the three chords they know. And I'm a huge ACDC fan. I've probably seen them like seven times. But when you hear ACDC, you know it's ACDC within the first couple of minutes. Dave Ramsey. If you never listen to Dave Ramsey, he's that financial guy, financial peace university. The lottery's just the stupid tax. That whole nine thing, get out of baby steps, you know. That guy does the same show every single day. It's just different people 
And he tells them, go eat some beans and rice, deliver some pizzas, make some extra money, pay down your bills, cut up your credit cards. It's the same show. So why doesn't he change? Because it works. Here's the amazing thing about Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, who is hosted on Libsyn, gets billions of downloads, billions with an S. And that's public knowledge. I'm not disclosing anything that's you know secret. He's also on the radio. That's the other one. You can listen to Dave Ramsey on the radio and he still get billions of downloads of his podcast. So Dave is not messing with his format. The only thing Dave is worried about is eventually I want to retire and kick back and do some fishing and stuff. That's the only thing that he's going to have to tweak his format on is how do I get somebody else to sit in this chair so I can go retire because I made my millions through uh, everything, you know, I didn't, I didn't pay the stupid tax. I didn't play the lottery. I saved my money. I, I ate beans and rice. Okay. Enough of the Dave Ramsey stuff. So anyway, when your format works, you don't tweak it. Now, the beautiful thing is it's your show. You can do whatever you want. I tweak my format every 100 episodes. I just throw the format out the window and you know why? Because I can, it's my show. And that's the same thing for you. And I want to talk about things you might want to look at tweaking. And some things that people obsess over that I feel don't make a difference, like move on. And we're going to talk about those in just a second. What I want to talk to you about right now is if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I want to have a podcast off the ground in January 2022. And I'm here to tell you, as I record this right now on December 18th, that door's kind of shut if you want to get into Apple. Now, if you want to get into all the other places, but Apple takes the second half of December off. So when you submit a show for approval to Apple, it's probably not going to get approved until, if you're lucky, the first week of January. Now, they might surprise us, but I've been doing this 16 years, and they usually just shut the whole thing down. So what you can do, though, is take this time to really plan your podcast and really figure out what you want from a podcast, who your podcast is for, what do you want them to do with your content, what kind of content, and I can help you with all of that. I basically bust out my podcast polish, I buff the boring out of your show, and I make sure you're up and running in the right direction and sounding great. I listened to a podcast last week, and every time a car drove by, it sounded like it was in my room. I will not have you sounding like that. It was horrible. So, When you're ready to start your podcast, you're like, look, I want to do this. I cannot stop thinking about starting a podcast. When you think podcasting, think school of podcasting and go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code listener. You can join worry free with the coupon code listener, because if for some reason, 29 days in, you're like, you know what? This is a lot more work than I thought. I will give you your money back. No questions asked schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. And that goes especially for you if you don't look like me. And what I mean by that, if we go back to the Hallmark thing, right? Most of these are a bunch of white people in white towns singing white music. And it's not that people of color will not watch these because after all, isn't kindness, love, thinking of others, Christmas, Santa, Frosty. I mean, isn't that all kind of just like we could all get, I think we're all down with Frosty, right? But when all of a sudden you throw, let's say, and this is where I get real nervous as a middle-aged white dude, because I'm going to say something wrong here. But let's say we throw a little Latin kind of vibe into it. Now, all of a sudden, 
Frosty the Snowman was a very happy soul with a corn cob pipe, a button nose, two eyes made out of coal. Ha! Right? And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Now, I say this because, look, I could say something. All right. I, I, I really want to get up and dance. Look, I got to talk here, and I don't know what I'm talking about. And this is uncomfortable for me. Look, I'm a middle-aged white guy, and when I went to the movies, there were white people on the screen. And when I turned on the TV growing up, there were white people on the screen. There weren't a lot of people of color. And consequently, I don't understand the – because I never lived it. I never lived the whole, hey, nobody looks like me when I turn on the TV. So I bring this to you. I I don't understand how that feels, but I know it's different and I know it matters because I see things like Black Panther and the just the last Marvel movie that had a uh, an Asian superhero that did well because, again, people are like, hey, that person looks like me. So listen, Mrs. Female Person of Color, there is an audience out there that's like, ugh, another middle-aged white dude. And if you talked about the exact same thing, but from your slant, they'd be like, yes, finally somebody gets me. This is very much the same way Toyota covered their product in a completely different angle for a completely different audience, but it's the same product. So I'm here to tell you that through your life, and I don't know this for a fact, I'm just getting this from a bazillion documentaries that I've watched, and I'm saying this, I hope you understand, I'm I'm trying to coax you out because there's a chance from what I understand that you have been pushed back and you have been pushed down and you have been potentially cut off from opportunities that other people had. And I'm here to tell you, podcasting is an equal opportunity employer. We And there's an audience. If, if you've been pushed back and if you've been held back, that means your audience has been going through the same struggles you are. And when you start your podcast, they're going to go, yes, finally somebody that understands what it's like to be me. And so when I see this on Hallmark and I'm like, wow, that movie's made for these. And now, of course, there's the old curmudgeon white people are like, what are they doing to our movies? Our movies. Okay, great. Guess what, Grandpa? That movie's not made for you. There are 8 million other channels. How about trying another one? Jeez. So please, people of color, come into the water. It's fine. I would love to help you. I know. You're like, but Dave, I'd like to actually learn podcasting from somebody who who doesn't look like you. I get that too. But I'm here to tell you, I would love to work with you and and learn more about stuff that I don't know because I didn't grow up that way. I just know growing up at times, I didn't feel heard. And if that's you and you have something to say, I would like to help you get your voice heard. All right, as we go into 2022, let's talk about some things that you might want to tweak. Now, again, if your podcast is doing what it's supposed to be doing, do not tweak it unless you just want to see. That's the good thing about podcasting. It's yours. You can do whatever you want. But the one that I thought about that I I thought about this from the the listener standpoint, Let's, let's follow the path of the listener and one place they're going to definitely be at one point or another is looking at your description. Now that might be an Apple or Spotify or Google or Amazon or wherever, but they're going to be looking at your description and that description 
should, in my opinion, make them feel like, oh, this is for me. This is what I've been looking for because it's going to help me blank. Think about that. And I read descriptions sometimes and I'm like, hmm. And I don't think they need to be really, really long. For me, now this is just my opinion, and you can think about this and make your decision. When I see a really long description, like super long, and for me, super long is two paragraphs, I won't read it. I'll go, wait, hold on. Let me see if I can find somebody else who can just tell me what their show's about without giving me the history of how you and Susan met in the garage when you were six and later you became, what's the show? Who's the show for? What can I expect? How often do you publish and how is it going to benefit me? That's really all you need to know. You want this person thinking, wow, this was written for me. This is exactly what I'm looking for. And how you met Susan has nothing to do with that, right? I know you and Bobby have known each other since you were kids in the basement. We don't care. Who is this for? What's it about? What can I expect? And if you can throw in how you're going to benefit, like what's in it for me? So many people go, and this show will empower you so I can do what? Like what's the outcome for me here? So I, I thought about that. That was one that you might go back and look at because I have multiple times gone back and I did a description you go back and look at it and go, what was I thinking? That's nonsense. That's horrible. And you can change it. Again, this is one of those things where your podcast is a recipe. It's not a statue. And this also, again, doesn't mean that the minute you change it, 10,000 downloads are going to come next week. In fact, I would probably leave it for at least a month, if not three, to see if it does make any change. You want a hard homework assignment? This one's courtesy of Eric Newsom and the book Make Noise. I'll put a link out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 806. As I was kind of thumbing through this, he brings up the fact that, can you answer the question, my podcast is the only podcast that blank. My podcast is the only podcast that blanks. That's a tough question. And at the School of Podcasting, we like hard things. In fact, the best answers are the ones that require the guest to think before they deliver the answer to that question. You know, or if you read that description and it says, I'll just make one up here. Welcome to the networking corner. It's your chance to have access to a network of the most interesting people you may have never heard of with a unique opportunity to collaborate through community and conversation. Does that, who does that apply to? Who's it for? What can they expect to hear? Well, I know you're going to talk to people that I may have never heard of and the opportunity to collaborate. Do you see what I mean? It's like, can that be like when I said that, did you say, oh, it's this show? Because it's actually a real show. I changed some of the words, but that's a real show. And that's, again, tough to come up with a description that when somebody hears it goes, oh, you're talking about the blah, blah, blah show because there are. 4 million shows, something like that, of which there's really only about 200,000 that are active. Keep that in mind. And since we're talking about categories, there are a ton of them. Now, realize that when you go into Apple, there's like business as a category, but there's also business careers, business entrepreneurship. You want to click one of those second ones, because if I say, 
hey, I'm in marketing, and which is a subcategory of business, you're actually in two categories. You're in business and you're in marketing. Now, the other thing, I've seen people lose a lot of sleep over the category, and hopefully your show fits one of these categories fairly easily. If it doesn't, just pick the one that's closest. And again, this might be something that you go, hey, you know, I could also be education. You know, I could be business and marketing, but I could be education. Well, number one, Apple lets you select up to two categories. It used to be three. Now it's two. And maybe there's just less competition in these other categories. But here's my question to you. When was the last time you went into an app? Let's say you're using Apple Podcasts and went to a category and just started scrolling through the shows. Because so far, everybody I've asked that question to, they go, yeah, I just go to Google and search, or I hear about a podcast from a friend of mine. So I say that to say, don't obsess over the categories. Find the one that fits the closest, because from what I've seen, it may not play a big part of your podcast growth based on your category. It's just something, again, you can always change it, See what happens, let it sit there for three months, and then change it back and see if there's any difference. My guess is going to be there's not going to be a whole lot of difference. Another thing you might want to tweak is where you are listed. This one makes me scratch my head very hard. There are places like Apple, Spotify, Google, but there's also Amazon and iHeart and Deezer and Ghana and their most media hosts make it pretty easy to add your show to a place where you have thousands of people looking for audio content and you haven't taken the maybe five minutes to submit your show for free to these places. So go into whatever media host you're using. If you're using Libsyn, go into Destinations and see if there are any there that you're not listed. And if you go, Dave, I have no idea what you're talking about, email your support team. And another way to find out, hey, am I listed in Amazon Music, is to go to Amazon Music and search for your show. If it's not there, then submit it. And I'll have links to an article where I talk about how to submit your show to all the different directories. But that's one thing, again, this is one where I think categories is not something you should obsess over. Being everywhere is something you should upset, you should obsess over. Put your show everywhere that people like audio stuff. I remember when Ghana was added as a destination to Libsyn. I thought, eh, I, I mean, are people in India really going to want to learn about podcasting? And the answer is, yeah, yeah, they do to the tune of, I don't know, three, four hundred a month that I didn't get to use to, to do before. So why wouldn't you list your show now? Granted, the School of Podcasting does horrible in Spotify. Don't know why, but it's there. So you never know. Uh, other shows I do actually do well in Spotify. It takes maybe five minutes to list your shows in these directories. So if that's not something you're doing, you need to fix that. And then speaking of being in all these different apps, the other thing you want to make sure it's easy to do is to find you in those apps. And the last thing you should say is find me in Spotify or find me in Apple because both those searches are awful. They just are. And so I see a lot of these different apps showing up where it's like linktree.com slash, and I understand that the concept because with Instagram, 
you only get one link. My advice would be whatever you would put into a link tree, make a page on your website. So it's your website.com slash links or follow or whatever it is. That way you're still promoting your brand. That's an easy one. Again, is that going to give you tens of thousands of downloads? But no, but you want to make it easy to subscribe to your show once you've been listed in all these places. And then when you send your audience to that page and then they send their friends to that page, all those links back to your site boost your SEO uh, juice, for lack of a better phrase. You might rank higher in Google. And that's one of the things I'm going to be looking at in 2022 is getting a better understanding of SEO. Because as I've already said, getting found in apps is kind of tough. They don't look at all the different things. For instance, we talked about updating your description. It makes no sense. Let me back that up. It makes, it, it doesn't do any good to stuff your description full of keywords because Apple and most of the apps follow their lead. They do not index the description. Apple only looks at the title of your show, the title of your episode, and the author field. That's it. And then they look at how many people, in terms of rankings, they look at how many people have followed in X amount of days. And then as also, and I love this stat, how far people listen. So it has to be good content. The last thing that the audience sees in their path to getting to your podcast is the artwork. And that's where I had that episode with Mark DeCoats from podcastbranding.co. You could use something like Canva if you don't have a large budget. And I think for me, the bottom line of artwork is number one, you don't need to put a microphone in the artwork, we all know it's a podcast. Like when you see a movie poster, there's not a, a picture of a bunch of film in it. So we don't really need the microphone. That's kind of cliche. And I think the bottom line is you just don't want it to look like somebody did it in crayon. You need, you want it to look professional. That can catch people's eye as well. Cause they actually do see you before they hear you. And I've talked per nauseum about headlines, the titles of your episodes. Those are things that you you can actually go back and tweak. So if you're like, ah, my first 20 episodes, I really just put episode 16 of the blah, blah, blah show. Well, go back and change them. You can go back and change those and it might start to rank higher. The last thing I want to talk about is I've been doing a little survey and I spent a lot of time in Facebook groups and I see this is an actual post in Facebook. It says, I've been doing this podcast since February and I, I know I'm still learning. I, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants. I don't really have a lot in the ways of editing or programs. I just use the Anchor app. I And if you want to learn about Anchor, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 805. I don't recommend that. Uh, I constantly maintain a presence on social media trying to promote my show. I also use Facebook ads, so they're spending money. And they try to get my show out there. I can't get listeners to save my life. And anybody I see post that kind of post, I always ask them, did you get any feedback? If you think about it, if somebody said, hey, I have a restaurant, I can't get anybody to show up. Wouldn't be the first thing you ask them is like, well, when you first opened this, you had somebody taste the food, right? And if it was uh, an author, you'd like, well, you had somebody read the book before you went through the publishing thing, right? I mean, it's 
And so, I mean, I could go on for another hour on this, but I started contacting these people and I said, did you get someone, not your mom, not your best friend, nobody, can you, did you get objective feedback from someone to let you know that's going to be, uh, Eric talks about this again in his book, Make Noise, you need a truth teller. And it's kind of awkward for me sometimes to, to point things out. But again, my goal is to help you to make the best episode. And the bottom line is, and I'm here to tell you, first things first, they all say the same thing. And it's something like this. Now nah, I'm good on content. Now nah, I'm solid on content. No, no, content's good. Don't have to worry about that. And then I go listen to the content and guess what? It's a problem. You have eight calls to action at the end of your show. You have, you, you spent five minutes getting to the content. You never announced that there was a, a guest on your show, that there was an interview. You buried the lead. There are all sorts of things. And here's the thing. That's kind of normal. You know why? I do a show every Saturday called Ask the Podcast Coach with Jim Collison. And I need to work on this. When I do that show, there's a video element to it. And I have a camera directly in front of me, directly in front of me. And yet the on my left screen, I can see myself and Jim. And time and time and time again, when I watch the playback of the video, it looks, you are watching me watch myself. If I'm talking into the microphone, hence talking to the audience, and I, I realize that that show is primarily a audio show that also has, it, it kind of minors in video, but I should be talking to the camera to connect with my audience. There's always room for improvement. And there are times when you just don't see stuff because, well, you're too close. You've been up to your armpits in your audio for 10 hours. And later when you put it out, you go, oh, holy cow, I didn't even realize that. And I'm here to tell you, it doesn't have to be me. I'd love to help you. We actually just implemented a new tool at the School of Podcasting. When I get done with this episode, I'm going to go listen to the business of barrel ra uh, racing, and I'm going to leave feedback on that. And other members are now are starting to do that. But I am noticing a trend, and that is one that, A, nobody got objective feedback before they started pumping money into promoting it. Again, why would you do that? Why would you open up a restaurant, have nobody test your food, and then start just throwing money into Facebook? You want to make sure that somebody goes, this is the best cornbread I've ever eaten. Oh, my gosh, who made this brisket? I'm going to tell, I, this is the best brisket in Brooklyn. Holy cow, Mabel's, that's amazing. And you're not doing that with your podcast, apparently, because the people that say, I can't seem to grow my audience, when I ask them, well, what did your focus group say? They go, focus group? Well, yeah. or here's another one. Here's How do you know when it's time to maybe tweak your format? When the only people that leave reviews for your podcast are people that will rate your show. Usually these, these phenomenal ratings in Apple that say things like great show, love the host. Oh yeah. Thanks for, thanks for that. If you can't get your audience to leave you a review, a review of some sort, maybe that's a red flag. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, and I realize there are times when I'm a broken record on this whole, you need to get objective feedback, but I'm the more I'm digging into this and I've been digging into it now for about a month and a half. 
of people that are saying, I can't grow my audience. Nobody is getting any kind of feedback. And I, again, I understand why it's no fun to spend 10 hours on an episode to have somebody go, yeah, did you know that you have your blue Yeti set up wrong and I can hear every car that drives by your window and it's kind of distracting? I get that. But that's something else that when it comes to tweaking your format, how do you know if you need to tweak it? Well, you get a truth teller to listen to your show that will say, do you know that I had to turn up the volume every time your guest spoke because I couldn't hear them? You need someone to tell you the truth. And that's something you should look into in 2022. The quick lessons from Hallmark again. Number one, when your format is working, keep doing it. Said uh, ACDC, said the Rolling Stones, said Dave Ramsey. Uh, there, I'm sure there are others that have done that. And if your podcast is not doing what you want it to do, well, then maybe you do need to tweak it. And that really does start, number one, by knowing what your audience wants. It's one of the things I teach at the School of Podcasting. There are all sorts of different tools that can help you figure that out. And then giving them what they want and making it easy to subscribe making it easy to share, and again, realize, especially Hallmark is now being a little more diverse. So if you are a person of color, young, old, however you want to, whatever makes you you, there's probably an unserved audience that would like to hear from you, and I would really like to help you get your voice out. My last little bit, if you heard the last episode, I talked about Tascam. I had one of their Mixcast 4 units that did not operate well. I had a conversation with Tascam who made me feel like I would be getting a replacement very, very soon. They said they would send me out a new one. We did not discuss time frame, and I don't have one. It's It's been a week now, and I have switched back to the Roadcaster until that comes in, and then I will hopefully get one that actually works better and is more consistent. And then I'll be able to compare them side by side. These are two pieces of equipment that in many cases are overkill. I typically recommend the Zoom PodTrack P4. It's much less expensive. It does pretty much everything those do. They don't just have as many jingle buttons and they don't have the effects, but you can always add the effects later. But that is the latest update. The unit I have, I actually called Sweetwater. Sweetwater is the store I recommend over Amazon. They have free shipping. They have many times the same price, if not better, and they have phenomenal customer service. So I told them, I said, Hey, I had this unit and it went bad on me this one Saturday while I was live. And then this week it actually locked up again. And I actually took a video of it and sent it to Tascam. And I'm like, Hey, where's the new one guys? This one's still kind of messing up. And uh, so I called Tascam and I said, Hey, I don't want to mess up my warranty here. Like, how long do I have to ship this back? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're you're good. Anytime within the, the first 30 days and then there's a warranty thing. They're like, I said, well, I just wanted to put a, a note in my account that, hey, this thing is is kind of messing up. And what was interesting about that, I had that phone call at one o'clock. And this is where you talk about great customer service. And, and I don't want to say that Tascam is giving me bad customer service because it's December 18th. Look, many companies are operating on a skeleton crew And the person I was working with was in marketing and may not, you know, he may have to pass a note to so-and-so who passes to so-and-so or whatever, where Sweetwater 
that guy there is in sales and he knows he was able to look, yep, we have these in stock. And to make a long story short, I called him at one and by about five till five, I had an email that said, your item is shipped. It will be here on Monday. So that's another reason why I really like Sweetwater. And that's one of the things I'm going to be talking about in a future episode. I've had multiple listeners say to me, Dave, why don't you have a page with all these affiliate links that you are always talking about? And I kind of have that now. If you go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash my gear, that's just about microphones and such. And they're like, no, add all of your stuff. So I might be talking about that in the future as well. But next week will be, again, remember, that's the 24th is the last day you can turn in your my favorite podcast. And then on the 27th, that'll be the last episode for 2021. We'll be talking and hearing about your favorite podcast and why. Don't forget, if you're looking to start a podcast and not only start it, but start it in the right direction with someone who will tell you, wow, that was really good, but also say, "Mm, we're a little confusing over here. I want to help you make the best episode possible. I want to help you sound amazing without spending a million dollars. I'm actually working on some partnerships that may come into play in 2022. And that is my goal. That is the culture I try to cultivate here at the School of Podcasting, where we're all focused on making the best content so that when we do go out and promote it, it engages with the audience and your audience grows. And I would love to help you. Schoolofpodcasting.com slash start will get you right to the monthly membership where you can use the coupon code listener. Or if you want a three-month mentorship program, schoolofpodcasting.com slash quickstart. Until next week, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. And have a Merry Christmas. Like last night they debuted, uh, I forget the name of it, but it was kind of a Latin flavored. What if you took the, uh, oh, what's that stupid play with the Tweedledum? Oh, crap. You only paused a moment when they heard him holler stop. Wait, does that mean Frosty was trying to do Death by Cop? I mean, is this song really about drugs like the snowman? Is that really just jargon? And what the heck was he doing with a broomstick going to the village? <laughs>